Amen. You may be seated. I would like it best to have heard and sung a couple of choruses. It's just like this, that also in the songs we give glory to God. Thousands of songs were composed which touched the kernel of the redemption, especially since the day of Reformation. Men of God came on the scene and also a couple of sisters who were just in the spirit, singing in the spirit because they have, they have had an experience with God. They had an experience with God. Right singing is only done by those who have experienced God in the right way. Only he can sing of grace who really experienced the grace. We are grateful, very grateful, that we can be here tonight, hearing God's word, letting it speak to us. Then we have a large number of greetings from half of the world, as one could say. Greetings from Greece, from Moscow, from Moldavia, Ukraine, from Belarusia. Greetings from Brother Wallström, from Brother Graf, from Brother Joseph, from King Shasa. Greetings from Dr. Mbie, from Lubumbashi. There are 200 preachers, a little bit of more than 200 preachers. Since three days they are gathered there with fasting and prayer to commit these two days into the hands of God so that he is really with us, with, his, with, with all his people all over the earth, that he can speak to us. Then we have here a large number of emails, our precious brethren from Finland, then greetings from Palermo, from Brother Davi. Then we have greetings from Brother Etienne Genton from Italy. Greetings from Daniel Smith from Cape Town. Greetings, one moment, from Abidjan. And these brothers they are especially thankful for the little remark at, on the first weekend in April that the foot washing is biblically after the Lord's Supper. And up to now, they did it the other way around. And they are just so grateful with all their hearts and again grateful 
Then greetings from Uganda, greetings from Winnipeg, Canada, greetings from Denver, Colorado, USA, greetings from India, from Lagos. There we truly, since many years, we preached the word there. But then we, have, we haven't heard much since then. Also a brother Moses there, he invites me now. He asks me to come and he says, at least 6,000 people will be gathered when you are coming to preach unto us God's word. And then one just thinks, to a couple of times where I preached there bringing the word it didn't return void it accomplished for what it was sent for then from Kigali, Rwanda now just imagine now at the last first weekend we had of course greetings from, say it, from Addis Abeba. And many years ago, together with Brother Maynard, I preached in an assembly. And our brother from Kigali, he had it on his heart to travel to Addis Abeba namely on the first weekend in April. And God opened doors newly. And he writes, Brother Frank, the next journey will bring you to Addis Abeba, Ethiopia, to preach God's word there. It's just so wonderful to witness in what kind of way God is opening doors, opening hearts, so that all who are ordained for eternal life, who are ordained to hear the word of the Lord in purity and clarity, that they also hear it. It's an undescribable grace which was bestowed upon us. Also tonight, we are gathered from whole of Europe, not to hear a man, but to hear the words of the living God. We have also visit from South America, we are happy in a special way about all our brothers and sisters from Chile. May God bless them in a special way. We all understood, of course, when God calls out, then he can also do it with all might. And then no man will be able to hinder it. Today, I wanted to read from three sermons of Brother Brenham, to just read a couple of quotes. 
which show us, which shall tune us in in the right way, namely to what God is up to with us, what he promised, and of what we are waiting for. But uh, before we are doing this, let me just briefly make the remarks here. All of us, we understood that the world is at its end in every way. All of us, we understood that not only earthquakes and famines and expensive times are, but literally there is perplexity among the nations. Everything was foretold. And then, of course, What is especially important for us is the coming together of all the religions. One should not think it to be possible how they are trying now to display Allah as the God of Christianity. To just try to change things the other way around. And the people shall say yes and amen to all things. The discussions on the high levels, one should hear them, reading them. One should really read them. With what kind of trickery the enemy goes around to deceive the whole of mankind. We just noted it down. For instance, in the Bible, 780 times Jerusalem is mentioned. In, in the Koran, not a single time. Zion, the word Zion, is 157 times in the Bible. In the Koran, not a single time. Then we have God, Elohim, 3,526 times in the Bible. In the Koran, not a single time. We could continue the biblical terms for God to, to count it together from the Bible. And then we find out the Koran is a totally different book, has no reference at all to Elohim, namely, but to Allah. And whoever makes the effort and reads the 140 Zuras, he has enough information, namely that Allah was the moon god of the tribe which Mohammed belonged. And when Mohammed and his tribe conquered all the others, then he declared his God, Allah, as the one God. This, of course, doesn't make him to God, to the Creator of the heaven and the earth. But if one sees with what kind of 
craftiness the enemy wants to bring now all under one head. We are all brothers, we are all children of God, and so forth. Yes. So, let us thank the Lord God for the insight, for the overall view which He has given us by His grace. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is the only God besides whom there is no other. There is only one Creator, the Creator of the heaven and the earth, and this is the Almighty God. There is only one redemption, and this happened in Jesus Christ. And He is Emmanuel, God manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, received up into glory. We are just so grateful also for the sim simplicity of the gospel. Everything is very simple, but it has to be revealed by the Spirit of God. We don't take ourselves the right. It has been given to us by God that we only absolutely believe what and how the Scripture says it. And we have written it. And we also preached it. That what God had to say to us is only written in one single book. And this is the Bible. And only the Bible has the seal of God, be it the Old or the New Testament. I hope that I have the right number now. All the 845 quotes from the Old Testament which are found in the New Testament, are the overwhelming evidence that that, what was promised in the Old Testament, what was announced, became reality. Literally, it went into fulfillment in the New Testament. And it, it is still going into fulfillment. Old and New Testament are written in a divine harmony. In the old, we have the promise. In the new, we have the fulfillment. Just so nice that God is watching over His Word, blessing us by it. It was really upon my heart to emphasize what is written in Matthew 13, Matthew 13, and here it is verse 19. Matthew 13, verse 19. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. 
This is he which received the seed by the wayside. Whosoever hears the word of the kingdom, but doesn't understand it, who doesn't get it revealed, with him the enemy comes. To him the enemy comes, catches away. Revelation from God about every word is the most important thing. This is the important thing that we don't make our thoughts about God's word, but to really get it revealed by His grace. Then, at the end, at the end of the parables, our Lord asked in verse 51, Matthew 13, verse 51, Have ye understood all these things? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. What is your answer? My answer. The Lord could ask us today, one after the other, have you understood all these things? Whatever I spoke to you, have you understood, have you received the words of God by faith? Did you get them revealed by the Holy Spirit? Then we have in Luke 24, these are well-known scriptures to us, Luke 24, we have in verse 29 up to 32 the following from the mouth of our Lord. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. And their eyes were opened. And they recognized him. But he vanished out of their sight. Verse 32, And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the Scriptures? Listen closely. And while he opened to us the Scriptures, giving the understanding of what it is about in the various scriptures. The same is happening today. 
This the Lord is doing with all of us. Now, before I read the quotes, let me read from Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Here, we read verse 8. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. We notice here it, it is not about a proclamation on the surface which one can hear it all over perhaps. But here it goes into the deep things. It goes into the divine riches, into the unsearchable riches of Christ. And this Paul could preach. For what? For what? This is written in verse 9. And to make all men see what is the realization of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Now, verse 11, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. God, in eternity, he purposed his plan of salvation. And he announced it, and he brings it to reality in the course of time. And we have arrived at the end of the time of grace. This, by the little remarks, by the few remarks, we also wanted to express. The Lord, of course, himself said, what would forerun his coming? And this we see, this we are witnessing. Where the thing is, where the one thing is not, there the other things are. But everywhere something is, and it will increase. It will get more. If I think about many years ago. A rich man in the USA invited me to go with him to, to the fishing. fishing. We went out into the Gulf of Mexico and I caught the greatest fish. 
And right there where we were, there is now the, the catastrophe, catastrophe happened. And this brother Chapal, who invited me at that time, and I was thinking on him, on him. And I was thinking, who could have imagined that on this nice place could something happen like this? I say once again, everything will increase. And for us, who we are all witnessing these things, for us, it's of course the, the, the admonition was given. When you see all these things coming to pass, then lift up your heads, for your redemption is drawing near. In these three sermons of Brother Brenham, it is actually about the divine plan of salvation, about that what God purposed with His Church. And especially now, at the end of the time of grace, to let it really become a reality. And I say this with a, with a purpose that Brother Branham didn't give a, didn't bring a theory. God, of course, equipped him. No other man had such a ministry except our Lord. And if you then, if you then read here, I just read from the sermon, trying, to do, trying to, do, to do God a service without being His will. Here Brother Branham says, there is a five-fold must. I want that you remember it. Doesn't matter how sincere a man is in what he is doing. If we are doing a service for God, then these five conditions have to be taken heed to. I read them. Firstly, it must be the time for it. Secondly, it must be according to His Word, which He spoke Himself. Thirdly, it has to be done by that person which He has chosen to carry it out. Fourthly, Pardon? Singular, singular. It, it has to be done by him whom he has chosen. Firstly, it has to be revealed to his prophet because God's word says that nothing happens. Amos 3 verse 7. No, God the Lord does nothing except he revealeth his counsel to his servants, the prophets. Then, point five, the prophet has to be 
legitimated by God. God must give the confirmation by His grace. Then it says here on page 31, how is it with the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant of Christ, with the Word, When the bride has become a part of Christ, then she is a part of the bridegroom. Then she has to become the Word, but not to the Word for the time then. No, to the Word for this time, which He promised for this day. It's just like this, brothers and sisters. The message which Noah had, this applied not for the time of Moses. God at all times, he had a plan. And right, right this, exactly that what should happen at that time, he then revealed to one of his prophets. And it happened like this. Then we read on, which he promised for this day. He sent his word to make up the bride, to form the bride. I hope that we understand it. Don't have an own imagination to it. Don't take an idea of somebody else. Take the confirmed word. Take the Bible. Not one's own idea. Not the interpretations or idea of others. Take the word of God. Didn't we do it this until now? Haven't we done it? Has not become the word of God, the lamp unto our feet in all these years? And it will remain like this throughout all eternity. Brother Brennan continues, God promised in his word as he would choose the bride in these days. Did you know it? He promised how he will do it, namely, according to his original plan. God has a plan, an original plan, which he cannot change which he will not change. Then it continues, after he has chosen Christ, after he has chosen the time and the moment, he cannot miss it for the bride because she is a part of the word. We just have to receive it like this. The word is the seed 
And in the word, everything was said, what we have to do, the calling out, the insight into the plan of salvation of God. It doesn't fall out of the air. We have it in the word of God. And by the word of God, we got it by God, by grace. Then it continues. How will he bring forth his bride? Through the word which the prophets brought. Through a man on whom the spirit of Elijah rested and who came from the wilderness. How will he confirm his bride? In Malachi, second part, it says, He promised it, and he will do it. Then, the two more quotes. See, God promised in his word, that he will choose his bride in his original way, just as he has chosen the bridegroom. He, an, he predicted it by his prophets, and then he sent a prophet to introduce him. The prophet who was there at the river Jordan, he said, Behold, this is the Lamb of God, which carrieth away the sins of the world. It's just like this now, that the Lord, at the end of the time of grace, He is calling out a bright church, a bride from the church. And this one has to just say and emphasize for the truth's sake. Every one of the seven church age messages in Revelation 2 and 3 is generally addressed to the church. But the promise is only addressed to the overcomers. To those who are hearkening to that, what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Then we read on, He, the bridegroom, and the bride will become one. Bride and bridegroom will become one, will be one. And He will he will manifest himself one day. You will find out that he whom you feel in your heart, whose confirmations you have seen personally, he personally will have taken shape in you. He and you are then one. When was it? Last Friday at the wedding, 
We, we experienced it. Bride and bridegroom are becoming one. And the same is with the bride of Jesus Christ. To become one with the bridegroom. With him, with joint with him alone. Then we read on. The word which was at the beginning will bring us back to the beginning. It's just tremendous. One could read on and on. Perhaps this one more quote here. God promised to lead out his bride and also what he would do. There should be a seed at evening time. There would be light that all these, these things would do exactly that way as he did it plan at the beginning in the Old and New Testament how he promised it. Everything according to his precious and holy word. Let us read now from this other sermon, just briefly, from the, from the sermon, the masterpiece. Take heed. Notice, when the bridegroom at the beginning was, the beginning was the word at the beginning, and the bride was taken out of the bridegroom, then she also has to be the word. Why? Why? Has to, why does the bride has to be just as the bridegroom was? Because the bridegroom and the bride are one. The next quote The bride stands alone, just as the bridegroom, rejected by men, rejected by churches and denominations. This is her stand. What is it? It is his masterpiece. How is it with us? Just ask someone. In the religious world, about us, about Brother Branham, then there's only a shaking of heads, rejected by this world and in this world, received by our beloved Lord. Then we have here the quote. The harvest is here. It is overripe. Everything is ready for the coming of the Lord. And it continued and continues. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then comes a hallelujah. I believe in speaking with tongues. I believe that the seed will experience it. 
Now more things will be added. Hallelujah. All the gifts. Yes, the life. Not only the gifts. The life will be manifested. One more quote. I tell you the truth. I've seen it. I can only say what I have seen. I don't know what all this means. But I have to tell you, I have to say to you, he who spoke to me stood next to me. The bride consisted out of such pure people as I have never seen them before in my life. You all know, Brother Brenham, he was taken to the other side and he has seen all those who belonged to the bride. And here it says, I saw them, I looked at them when they passed by and he said, this is the bride, dressed in white, without wrinkle, without spot, just perfect and again perfect. Then, of course, he has seen also the church. And this is the sad part. Please, don't be sad. Just be grateful. Because we are not led by a man, but by the Spirit of God. Here, in this experience, He made the difference, he saw the difference between the bride and the church. And he says, when these women came closer, then I saw that that her, her leader was a witch. She had a long nose and a wide mouth. All were naked from the hip down, but it should be the church. And how did she look like? Like a whore. The spiritual fornication is just as bad as the natural fornication. And here we see that all those who don't submit to the word of God they remain in the church and therefore they don't belong to the bride. And then once again, I just wanted to bow down my head and he said, wait, the bride must appear again. And then he saw again the bride dressed nicely and he says, From the appearance, she was like a German. Just by the way. Anyway, 
Her steps were in complete harmony with the Word of God. I have to watch her. If I don't take heed, if she When she passes by, she will, be, she will get out of the word, she will, she will come out of step, then comes something strange. Perhaps this will not happen. Perhaps this will only happen when my time is over, when I am not anymore when I am not anymore. But God is still. God up till now, He has only taken away His servants, but He Himself remained faithful and He will be with us until the end. Now, from this sermon, the spoken word is the original seed. Remember, every spoken word of God is the original seed. By His word, God everything planted into the earth. As long as you keep the original seed, it will reproduce itself. Say only what God said. And with it, it is finished, settled. That's how God said it. More is not necessary. If you cannot explain it, then leave it. We always did it like this. We always did it like this. Until God revealed it to us. True life can only reproduce by its original multiplication and come up again. Just think of it. When you hear the tapes, think about it now. The life can only, by the original multiplication, it can come up again. Just as it started at the beginning. Then he speaks about the mixing, the mixture. Now a couple of quotes. If you want to have a church, start with the word of God. If you want to have life from God, start with the word of God. Take the word of God in all its fullness. Receive it in full measure. When then the fullness of God is in you, then the rain which falls down will exactly bring forth what you have sown. 
The Holy Spirit will water this seed and bring it forth. He is the water for the seed. As soon as the seed is planted, it needs water. I think it's written in Isaiah 44. I will pour out my spirit like water upon all the dry land. We can read it. Here, one more quote. Oh, you say, Brother Brenham, this is another time. But it is the same word. Some time ago, they found in an old storehouse wheat, which is from the time of Joseph. And they have sown it. And behold, it brought forth fruit. It was written in the magazine so-and-so. If God and His Word are one, this means when the Spirit of God waters the seed of God, the Word of God, then God will bring it forth. Then it is no more the individual, but God. Why? Because you are dead. You are no more. You think yourself of being dead. And you are waiting for the germ of life which comes forth. What is it then? It's no more you. It is no more the man. It is God in the man. It is the germ of life. Just as the word of the spoken word at the beginning. When the word of God has been has been manifested in a man, then it is no more the man because the man has died. It cannot be a mixture at the same time. It cannot be genuine and a mixture. Not at the same time. God is taking care that the life comes up in you. In you. Because, because it's no more you, but it is the life of God in you. And then no man can glory anymore. Just, just briefly, I don't make it often, just briefly. All sons and daughters of God are predestinated. We will read the scriptures just now. Ephesians 1 verse 5. So we are predestinated. Christ is the original seed. And this original seed, by the foreknowledge of God, was predestinated. God knew that the fall would come. 
And he has foreordained him to take our place. Did you get it? All sons and daughters of God are predestinated. Can you believe it? Can you all believe it? We are of course not looking unto us. We have read it just now. We have died, crucified with Christ. We died. Now I live no longer, but Christ lives in me. And the life which is in the seed, and the seed is the word, the life comes forth. Here Brother Branham said, God has foreseen a world full of sons and daughters, predestinated, foreordained them that they are here. The unbelief against the word caused the mixture in the Garden of Eden. But God brought us back again that you are no longer a hybrid but you are the original word you have come back and you are son you have become sons and daughters of God just as you were it as you should have been it from the very beginning foreordained, predestinated according to the good pleasure of his will. One more quote. Tell me one single time where I have announced something which was not fulfilled. Tell me. Tell me something what God did not confirm and what, did he, what he did not fulfill just as it was said. And now comes the actual quote. If now the word seed was predestinated just as he was, what does it do? The same. The spirit, the water comes down when the Spirit came down on Christ, He bear witness of the Word of God. And when the water, the Spirit, falls upon the Word seed, then it will bring forth the divine seed of Abraham who gets the faith from the word of God. The same kind of harvest will be brought in. I come to the end now. Who is now the seed of Abraham? Not he who is it according to the flesh. But just as Paul said in Romans chapter 9, verse 6 to 9, He who is it on the inside, 
Who is the seed of Abraham? Those who believe the whole word of God. Doesn't matter what denominations are saying about it. I'm honest. I never asked what the people of the denominations say about me. Important is, what does God say? What does the scripture say? Where do we have taken our stand? Then a word of admonition, the believers of the word and of the spirit have to be one. Do you understand this? The believers who have received the word, who are led by the spirit, have to be one. The believers who have received the Word and the Spirit are one. You are not thinking your own thoughts anymore. You are not using your own mind and brain anymore. Is this not wonderful? The mind which was in Christ is in you. The mind of Christ in you will take the word and he will manifest it. When the mind, if the mind of Christ is in you, then you are a part of the word. You are the living word manifested. You are representing Him here on the earth by continuing His work in whom He can continue His work. That's how it should be with the church. I would just say it has to be like this and it will become like this. God will take care of it. As I say it honestly. God does not make empty promises. If He has laid all these promises in us and if He has revealed to us the understanding for it, then of course for the purpose to fulfill everything in us and through us, whatever He purposed. And if the end has to become like the beginning, then it will be like this. And to it, let me read from Ephesians before we thank God with all our hearts. May I ask, did we understand what we tried to say in, in the patchwork from the sermons? The church is the body of the Lord. And just as Eve was taken out of Adam, so the church was taken out 
from Christ. His side was opened on the cross of Calvary. The blood was shed. And we have heard it in the word of introduction that our Lord, as the high priest, he entered with his own blood into the Holy of Holies. What do we want more? What could God do more? He did everything. Redemption is perfect forever. And also we, we, we have to look away from our own weaknesses. We just have to thank God. First, the inside is renewed and then the outside. Many are beginning at the outside. But, but on the inside, nothing happened at all. God starts on the inside, the heart. <coughs> the heart has to become new first. Let us, let us read the few verses from Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole fatherhood is named in heaven and earth, that he would grant you according to the riches of his grace to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, powerful words, equipped with power on the inner man, Luke 24, verse 49, our Lord said, Wait in Jerusalem until ye are endued with a power from on high. Here it is about the equipment, about the divine authority in the church. Let me say this also this evening already. Whatever is not in agreement with God and His Word, we cannot be satisfied with it. Neither in the spiritual nor in the natural realm. In the church of our Lord, it really has to come to the point that all who are not yet saved are experiencing their salvation. That all who are not yet delivered are experiencing their deliverance. That all who are not yet healed, that they experience their healing. There is no other way. 
the full gospel, the full salvation has to remain the full gospel and the full salvation. And we have been brought back to the beginning. And I said it before I read the quotes, Brother Brenham didn't uh, held a long speech about some kind of subject. No. Out of his divine calling, out of the confirmation which was thousandfold, not only one time or two times, he spoke with divine authority. He spoke the word to tell the church as it was at the beginning. That's how it will be in the restoration at the end. And I've written it in the new circular letter which we have ready only in the German language up to now. Yesterday, we had it printed. If it is about that God wants to restore everything in the church, and He will do it, then we all have to believe with all our hearts that this is a promise. And we looked it up, be it in June 1955 in Zurich, be it in Karlsruhe in August 1955, Brother Brenham used the same scripture from the prophet Joel and he spoke about it, that God will restore all things just as it was at the beginning. And this is the purpose of the sending let us come back to Matthew 13, verse 51, and back to Luke 24, verse 32. He opened unto them the understanding for the Scripture. So that they have not only heard, but that they have understood Brothers and sisters, may I ask, did we, did we, with all our hearts, receive the promises which connect us with what God promised for our time? Not only the calling out, but the restoration that everything is brought back into the right stand before the return of Jesus Christ our Lord. Only in that moment where this really touches our hearts and we understand it truly, if we see the meaning of the promise which we received by faith, then God can do nothing but to fulfill what he promised. 
And we are reaching this fulfillment now by faith. We are not looking to the things which can be seen, but we are looking to Him who is invisible as we would see Him just as Abraham did it. In the summary, it can be said, God kept His word. He fulfilled the main promise. Behold, I send you the prophet Elijah before the day of the Lord comes. Just recently, on my desk, I had the article about the day of the Lord. For these people, it's then the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the Sabbath, not the day of the Lord. Others are writing, The day of the Lord is a Sunday. Sunday is Sunday and Sabbath is Sabbath. The day of the Lord will come and the sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood. Not before a Sunday or a Sabbath comes, but before the day of the Lord comes. But people are just misled in this or that way. We can just really be grateful to God with all humbleness. We can thank Him. He not only spoke with us, He opened unto us the understanding for the Scripture. He has given us an inner agreement. And brothers and sisters, especially addressed to all the newcomers who are coming from various denominations, who were sitting many years under some doctrines, here everything has become different. We cannot take the old leaven with us. Everything has to become new. We cannot take over the doctrines of the other fellowships, but the teaching of Christ, the doctrine of the apostles, is proclaimed and put up on the lampstand at this place. Please believe it with all your heart. There is a church on the earth and there is a bride. And the bride hearkens to what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. The bride hears the voice of the bridegroom. The bride is being joined with the bridegroom. All the others are going on in their own ways. My heart is just touched and moved to thank God on this evening, to thank Him with all our hearts that He has sent us a messenger and a message that He has led us into the Word. And by it, He opened unto us the understanding for the Scripture. And we are all coming to the same faith, to the same knowledge. Not two or three different things are being said. No, one heart and one soul, one language of God, one doctrine, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, 
everything back to the original. Can you believe it? Can you all believe it with your heart? There's no other way. There's no other way. God has one church which is really called out from all peoples, tongues and nations, from all denominations, from all religions. She is called out and believes God with all the hearts. And in that moment where we believe God's word with all our heart, then it is being revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. It, is, it has become divine reality in us and before us. How many can testify that the Lord has opened your understanding for the Scripture? Just say, Amen. It is like this. It is like this. And just as the Lord asked here in Matthew 13, verse 51, have you understood all these things? And the answer was, at that time it was yes, and the answer is today, yes, Lord. Just grateful. Just grateful. May the Lord God have His way with all of us. And may He give us this spiritual breakthrough by His grace. Namely, that the faith becomes so mighty that the arm of God is moved, that the former and latter rain falls at the same time, and the Lord can complete His work. And to all who are hearing with us the word, in all people's tongues and nations, may the Lord God bless you wherever you are dwelling, wherever you are staying. The bride is being called out worldwide and this is happening now. And this is happening now. The everlasting gospel is being preached to all nations for a witness and then the end shall come. The end comes, certainly, but before that, the proclamation of the everlasting gospel has to be. Just think, think yourself to be happy and blessed that we can believe as the scripture says. The Lord God may bless us and be with us. In Jesus' holy name, Amen. We stand up for prayer. Together we will thank. I would like to ask brothers to the front who will thank together with us. Brother Kupfer, please come also. Just thanking. We are all praying. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for this hour of grace. Not a man has spoken to us, but you have spoken to us. 
you said you are abiding with us until the end of the world. Dear Lord Jesus, you promised that we can be your bride. You have chosen us before the foundation of the world. By your foreknowledge, Lord, I thank you. We didn't bring anything with us, Lord. No, only your grace. Only your grace was given to us. Lord Jesus, I thank you and I ask you that you will have your way with us. That whenever we look into the mirror of the word, that we are seeing you in it. You promised it, Lord, as we heard it, Lord, that you are starting on the inner man. And Paul said, the Pharisees looked kept the, the cups clean and things like that. You are making all things well with us, Lord. I thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Please continue to be with us. Bless each one of us and make us a blessing wherever you have put us. Lord, I thank you for it. And I give you the glory in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Brother Kupfer, just pray, please, only pray. Highly praised and highly blessed be our Lord, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. This we believe. Hallelujah. The Lord has spoken to us. We have heard it. We have understood it. And we are all thanking the Lord from the bottom of our hearts. Lord, I thank you. You have opened the understanding for your word. And we understand it. We believe you. You have given the word. You have revealed it to us. It is your holy word. And we respect it. We take only your word. You have shown us the difference between right and wrong. But your word remains. Each one of us, young or old, we have received this unity and we thank you that we have received this love, the gift of love. We cannot take it ourselves. We only want to do what is well-pleasing in your sight. Continue to reveal yourself that we are found in your will. We have a holy message. May we take it seriously. Brothers and sisters, the Lord admonishes us 
The Lord has given us promises for you, brother, and for you, sister, and we believe it. We believe every word what you have given to us. This is your holy word and we believe it. To you alone belongs all the glory and all the praise and the thanksgiving from all our hearts. May the Lord continue to bless us for the praise of his name. Amen. To me comes a thought, brothers and sisters, we want to sing a couple of choruses and the thought came to me one could also sing every meeting is nicer than the day before we sing always the song the German song every day with Jesus is nicer than the day before let it, let it become like this that every meeting I don't know whether it, it will be composed and maybe we try it to sing it like this It was right. We are bowing our heads once again. I have the inner impression that the Lord has spoken to us. Also this reading in patchwork of these quotes. God spoke to us. God has shown us from a, from a cold mouth what he is doing right now. And today we want to pray for all who, who would like to dedicate their lives to the Lord, especially all the young people or all who did not yet experience a true conversion to Christ, who did not yet experience the new birth. May it happen. May it happen 
tonight. Das Wort richtet es aus. The word accomplishes it. Believe it. Believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Redeemer. Believe that God was in Christ and has reconciled the world with Himself. Believe that the blood of the Lamb was shed for our redemption and forgiveness. As true as God lives and has revealed himself in Jesus Christ, so sure are our sins forgiven, our guilt is blotted out, and we have become a property of God. Receive it. Accept it. Accept it now. As we are singing, just as I am. I ask that all are making their decision now. Make your decision in the presence of God. According to the scripture, today, if you hear his voice, let us sing. We are keeping our heads bowed. We remain in prayer. Who would like to raise his hand that we include you into this prayer? Thank you. The Lord sees all the hands. The Lord sees all the hearts. Blessed and praised be our Lord. It's still a time of grace. There still, still calls. The Lord still calls. He still invites. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest for your souls. And whoever comes to me, says the Lord, I will in no wise cast out. We may make our decision for the Lord. He has led it in such a way tonight. Let us sing once again the chorus and then we will pray. Brother Schmidt, please come and pray with us. 
Lord our God, of a truth, we are coming to you as we are. As you are seeing us, that's how we come to you and say, firstly, we thank you that you have come down, the Holy One, the Pure One. You called us. You have brought us to the point that we recognize, just as we heard, that we are not only hearing, but that we also understand what you have said unto us. Thank you, Lord. It's not our merit, not my merit. But it's the work of redemption which you have accomplished on the day of Calvary. There you cried out, it is finished. We thank you, Lord, that you are completing your work in each one of us. All who have made the decision to serve you, Lord Jesus, please bless us. Great and little, bless all, Lord Jesus. Bless us all. My God, we need you more and more, Lord. Please be with us. Be everywhere where your word is being heard. Also those who were connected online, who have listened your word. You know all. You know them all. Today I was, I was told on the telephone that they are rejoicing. Let it be an opportunity for all. You died for all. And all who are coming to you, you will in no wise cast out. Be with us and abide with us. And bless your people all over the earth. Amen. Today we take a little bit more time. We sing the chorus, all things new, all things new. If the two sisters have a inviting song, please come to the front and sing it. And should there be young people have been addressed and who would like to come to the front, that we once again pray with you, for you, just feel free. Consecrate your life to the Lord. Consecrate it to Him. What did you say? Oh. Wenn er erscheint in den Wolken. 
in Majestät und in Pracht. Ich kann's nicht sagen in Worten, mein Herz es jubelt und wacht. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland, wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewand. Kannst du begreifen die Liebe, die Jesus Christus dir beut, bist du mit ihm dann im Frieden, wenn Jesus käme noch heut. Er hat die Städte bereitet für die noch wartende Schar, die immer träufieren streiten. Es kommt der verheißene Tag. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland. Wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewand. Leid mehr geblieben, Spott und Horn sind dann vorbei. Jesus will allzeit dich lieben, dies meine Losung soll sein. Möchtest du mit in die Heimat, willst Jesus du einmal sehen. Er nur bringt dich in die schöne Stadt, du brauchst nur zu Jesus zu gehen. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland, wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewalt. Amen. Amen. Wir haben im Einleitungswort vorgelesen bekommen. We have read it in the word of introduction that our Lord and Redeemer was once offered to take away our sins and he comes again to receive all them who are waiting for him and these are those who have received and accepted him who have heard the last call because only Only those who belong to the bright church will receive him. All the others can really nothing do with it. 
Absolutely nothing. That, I, I almost would say, what is very clear to us, all the others, they can do nothing with it. And absolutely nothing. Why not? Because it is ordained for us. The Lord knows His own. The Lord knows His own. I know some would have come, I, I know that some would have come to dedicate their lives to the Lord, but God has seen you wherever you are. Let us sing the chorus, I love him, I love him, the chorus of Brother Brennan. mal in Englisch. Dear Lord, you ever faithful God, you the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, you the God of Israel, creator of the heaven and the earth, you have a plan of salvation, you purposed it before the foundation of the world and you are carrying it out and you are bringing it in our time to the climax, to the fulfillment. And we thank you tonight also for the quotes in which we could deepen ourselves. Your Spirit reveals everything to us. He leads into all the truth. We have understood your speech. You opened unto us the understanding for the Scripture. We don't need to interpret anymore because the meaning was revealed to us. Precious Lord, you are a faithful God. And that what we are witnessing now is reality. And we thank you that we are on the way to the completion and you will, full, you will fulfill everything. You will give everything, whatever you promised. We are convinced you are on the throne and you are doing everything. Firstly, you are giving us your word. You are giving orientation and then you are doing what you have promised. To you, the Almighty God, who became our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord, to you be the adoration throughout all eternity in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. And all the people said, Amen. Song 28, the last stanza. Praise. Let us remain silent a couple of moments in the presence of God. Just silent in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Please permit me that I say a practical word, especially to all our brothers and sisters with little children. Pay attention to your children and take care that nobody is disturbed. May God help all that not only the meetings but also the accommodation that everything is done in a wonderful harmony. That all can go home blessed. Whoever has no place to sleep yet, please tell us. Not, not everybody can go where he likes. There must be a certain order. In the hotel is an order, in the house is an order, and in the house of God is also an order. And everything be done in harmony. May the Lord God bless you all. May he be with you. Until tomorrow. Amen. The grace of the Lord be with you.